Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Happy New Year. Today is actually the second day of the Coptic New Year, and it's the first Sunday of the Coptic month of Thawut or Tawut. And today we celebrate the great feast of St. John the Baptist. So all the readings of today are focused on St. John the Baptist. And I think it's fitting that the Coptic Church starts the year with St. John the Baptist because like our founder, our founder, St. Mark, he founded the gospel with St. John the Baptist. So like I see, see that like the Coptic Church starts the year with St. John the Baptist and St. Mark, he started the year or he started his gospel with St. Mark. The second verse in the gospel of Mark is, Behold, I will send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. The gospel and the theme of Thawut is about the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. And God in his wisdom, he sent St. John the Baptist to prepare souls for the Savior. To receive the Savior. In the gospel of today, there's an interesting verse that I would like to like, focus and meditate with you on. It says, when all the people heard him, all the people heard him, meaning John the Baptist, even the tax collectors justified God justified God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. I was thinking about what does it mean that the tax collectors, they justified God. What does this phrase mean? The tax collectors, they justified God. If you look at the meaning of justified, you'll see that it means I regard as righteous. I regard as righteous. It means to defend the cause of, or it's a plea of innocence, a plea of innocence. So the verse is saying that the tax collectors, because they obeyed like St. John and they were baptized and they repented, they were considered innocent, the tax collectors, the most wicked people, considered innocent. They were considered righteous. They were considered righteous. They were considered justified. Ah, justified. And actually, you see this theme of justification throughout the gospel of today you see it in the beginning of the gospel. The Lord justified St. John. He justified St. John. He said, St. John that is among those born of women. There is none greater prophet than John the Baptist. What a testimony from God. He considered St. John the Baptist so righteous. He considered him so righteous. And at the end of the gospel, Sakreen, what the Lord said at the end of the, the gospel said wisdom huh wisdom is justified by her children with wisdom how is justified by her children this got me wondering would god approve of my life would he justify me would he consider me a righteous person i might consider myself a righteous and good person but that's not the question I was asking. The question I'm asking is, does God consider me a righteous person? The Pharisees, they considered themselves righteous. And they justified themselves. But the gospel says the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves. And at the end of the gospel, they said, this wisdom, we'll see where this goes. 
Wisdom is justified by her children. In order to be justified in the eyes of God, I think we need four things that we'll speak about today. Number one, we need to see ourselves as sinners. To be justified in the eyes of God, we need to see ourselves as sinners. God is light. And the more we come into his light, the more we are able to clearly see our faults and to be convicted of our own sins. And St. Paul, he makes this so clear in the Pauline epistle of today. In the Pauline epistle of today, he says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And St. Paul says something Haggis, unbelievable. He says, of who I am, chief. Of who I am, chief. Of who I am, chief. Each one of us should have this mindset. And that's why the Agbayat always tells us to pray, the sinners of who I am, chief. I was, I was reading a quote this morning. It says, if you see yourself as a little sinner... You see yourself as a little sinner, you must have a little savior. A little savior. And actually the gospel of today is from Luke chapter 7. If you continue on in Luke chapter 7, what else is in Luke chapter 7? Famous story. Is the sinful woman. And she came to the feet. And remember the the... The, the Lord said, he who loves little, what? Little's forgiven. And do you, you have a little sense? You have a little Savior. If you say, I am sinners of who I am chief, you must need big, big Savior. In Matthew 21, the Lord, he gives a parable of two sons. Arfina, the parable of two sons. The first son... The Lord asked him to come work in his vineyard. I always feel like this parable touches me because it's like, I felt like. And the, the, the Lord asked the, the son to do something. And the son said, I'm not going to do it. But then later the son repented and, or changed and did it. And the second son said, I'm going to do it and didn't do it. What is this? And then the Lord said, which one is better? Which one will be justified? Which one? Which one? The first one. The first one. The first one is symbolic of the chief priests, or the chief sinners, sorry, the chief sinners, the harlots and the tax collectors. And the second son represents those who are not the chief of sinners. The ones, ah, yeah, we'll do this. Ah, we're for the chief. Yeah, Abuna, yeah, good job. Yeah, and we don't do anything. The first one, the chief, and actually the Lord Jesus Christ, he said that to them. He said, assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots in the same passage of these two sons actually tied to St. John the Baptist. He says the tax collectors and the harlots, they will enter the kingdom of God before, before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But tax collectors believed him when he saw and did not after, and you did not afterward relent and believe him. The more people I meet, the more I hear about God doing wonderful things in the lives of so many people, and you wouldn't even imagine, the more I am convinced of this verse, that the tax collectors and the harlots, 
will enter the kingdom before me as a priest. I promise you. You see the way God is working? You see the tax collectors and the harlots will enter the kingdom before even like us who self-righteous, we think of ourselves highly. Because they see, these people, they see their sins so great. And because their sins so great, they have a big, big Savior. A big Savior. That's why St. Moses, he teaches us a beautiful lesson. He says, if one does not think in his heart that he is a sinner, God will not hear him. God will not hear him. And so a brother said, what does that mean to think? You should ask the question. What does it mean to think that he is a sinner? The old man said, when someone is occupied with his own faults, he does not see those of his neighbor. He does not see those of of his neighbors. It's always easier to see the sins of your neighbor and to see the sins of others and whatever people post and whatever do this and everyone's saying, oh, this is a big sinner, whatever, and we don't see our own sins. But this is what the ungodly people do. Ungodly people, they point their fingers of other, at others. Godly people admit their sins, they confess their sins. That's number one. To see yourself as chief of sinner, then you will be justified in the eyes of God. Number two is, in order to be justified in the eyes of God, we must obtain mercy. Obtain mercy. If you go to the Pauline epistle of today, St. Paul, he says, Although I was formerly, I was this. I was a blasphemer, I was a persecutor, I was an insolent man, I did all of these sins, I did them, all of them, but guess what, guess what, said I obtained mercy, I obtained mercy, and if you read the Pauline epistle today, you see St. Paul, he loved this idea, I obtained mercy, he kept hitting on this idea, I obtained mercy, I obtained mercy, Because to be justified, you need to obtain mercy. King Solomon, he says in the Proverbs, He who covers his sin will not prosper. He who covers his sin will not prosper. He who confesses and forsakes his sins will have mercy. Will have mercy. It is the mercy of God which takes away the burden of our sins. If we stop at the first step, if we stop there, like if I said, glory be to God, and to you all want me to end now, I know. But if I stop now, this would be depressing. What you mean, I'm the chief of sinners? Well, that's like, that's so bad. But that's not the end of the story. The end of the story is, I obtained mercy. I obtained mercy. That's why, Yanni, the sinful woman, the sinful woman we were just speaking about, she must have been like so like anxious to go meet the Lord Jesus Christ, right? He's in the, the Pharisee's house. Yeah, they're having dinner. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to do anything. But she went in, and guess what she got? She got mercy. And when she left, how did she feel when she had mercy? Ah, I have mercy. I feel so good now that I have mercy. And he like the adulterous woman under the sentence of death and her and the people are ready to stone her for all her sins and then she obtains mercy how did she feel when someone obtains mercy that's like exhilarating this is the greatest feeling that one obtains mercy from god this is what and he kept driving saint paul he knew he had obtained mercy 
Mercy that gives us new life. Mercy gives us second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, sixth chance. Mercy keeps giving us chances. It is the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God that cleanses us from our sins, which makes us whiter than snow. This is what justifies us before God. How can you stand before God and you have all your sins? You need mercy. We need mercy. To be justified before God, we must have, number three, we must have, St. Paul speaks about this, to be justified in the eyes of God, you need faith. You have to have faith. You have to have faith. He speaks about this extensively, Romans, Galatians, non-stop. They are justified by faith, by faith. To understand the meaning of justification by faith, we need to understand something about the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, a person was considered justified by what? What justified a person in the Old Testament? Huh? And then I can't. The law. The law justified people in the Old Testament. But there's a big problem with this. Do you see the big problem with this? What's the problem? The problem is I can't fulfill the law. The law is impossible to fulfill. So then I become a breaker of the law. I'm a lawbreaker, one who's I'm a criminal. Mogrim, and so you broke the law. So then what do you do? That's what the argument St. Paul makes. He says you boast in the law, but you dishonor God through breaking the law. He says for circumcision, that's part of the law. That's a good thing that you're circumcised. Great, good job. But if you are a breaker of the law, your circumcision is... Uncircumcision. Your circumcision, that became uncircumcision. The law, does, like you broke it, you can't fulfill the law. So how are you going to be justified? You can't be justified. So, and that's why St. Paul, he concludes that. He says, there is no one righteous, not one. There is no one who understands. There is not one. Not one. No one. So actually, the law did not justify us. I said, the one who follows the law will be justified. But actually, what did the law do? Actually, the law condemned us. Oops. The law condemned us. So then, like, this is like, yani, an analogy is like the, yani, if the highway didn't have, like, uh, I think Abu Namoros is the one who said this one time. He was saying, like, if there was no speed limit on the highway, then you'd drive out of Kefak. You'd do what you want, you know? But once the speed limit says 55, until you go 60, guess what? Until you, be, you became a lawbreaker. Into lawbreakers. <laughs> we all became lawbreakers. Into speeders. I see it. Yeah, you became lawbreakers. So then, what's the, what's the solution? What's the solution? The solution is to be justified by faith. By faith. Because our faith, that is the foundation of everything in the Christian life. Without faith in the Christian life, there's nothing. There's nothing. But this, this is why we need to think, do we really? Do you really believe in God? Do you really have faith in God? Do you really trust in God? Do you really trust in His promises? I think in this age of anxiety, this age of anxiety, we need more faith. We need more faith. We need assurance of God's work in our life. 
Our faith can comfort us in our anxieties. I have so many anxieties, but when I trust in God, ah, my anxieties mungkin chill shwaya. That's why I love this passage of like the Good Shepherd. This passage of the Good Shepherd in front of you. The people asked the Lord, are you the Messiah? They were asking the Lord Jesus Christ, are you the Messiah? He said, I told you and you did not believe. You have no faith. I told you, but you do not believe. You do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep, they hear my voice. They hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Never. They shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Into, into the hands of the Lord? Are you? You believe that you're in the hands of the Lord? Do you? I don't see faith into it. Do you believe into it in the hands of the Lord? If you're in the hands of the Lord, no one can snatch you. No one. How? But you have to believe into the hands of the Lord. I think a time we always, we put our trust, we put our faith in other people. But we don't put our faith in God. That's why the psalm says, do not trust in princes. Do not trust in princes. Do not trust in the son of man, in whom there is no help, in whom there is no salvation. Put your faith in God who, is, who, who can save. Who can save. St. Paul gives the example, the model of justification by faith is Abraham. Abraham that believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Lastly, to be justified before God, we must have good works. Good works. In the Catholic epistle of today, the Catholic epistle of today, it said, But be doers of the word. Be doers of the word, not just hearers. Into doers? Or are you just hearers? Or are you just naming? Huh? Which one? Are you doers or hearers? Huh? You can't just be hearers. You have to be doers. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. That's someone who just hears, hears one ear out the other ear. He doesn't do anything. How will this person be justified before God? Some people think this theology contradicts St. Paul. But St. Paul, Paul was not against works. He was against the works of the law, the Mosaic law. St. Paul was against justification by works alone. And we are against justification by works alone. Yani, what good is it to do if you come to church in into Naimin? Yeah? It doesn't like, it doesn't justify you, like it won't justify you in front of God. Yeah? You have, like, we can come and we can take communion, but if we have no personal relationship with God, then all of this is manzar, right? It has to be real, not just hearers, and not just, like, this isn't a show that you are part of, like, and we're watching deacons, for, like, no, this is something, like, real. Something, so you have to be doers of the world, doers of the word. At the end of our life, 
at the end of our life, like God will say, did you do or did you not do? And we will be judged according to our works. We will be judged according to our works. That's why in the gospel of today, it said, we played the flute for you and you did not, you didn't do it. Why didn't you dance? Until you should have danced. Why weren't you dancing? Because you didn't do it. And then we mourned and guess what? You didn't weep. You didn't do it. You should have done it. But you didn't do it. So you have to be doers of, of the word. Doers of the word. You need four things. We talked about four things to be justified. You need to believe yourself a sinner. You need to obtain mercy. You need to have faith. And you need to have works. To be doers. I think if we do this, then at the end, and I'm always thinking, God, do you approve of us? Do you, are we justified? Then at the end, God will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. Good, well done, faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And glory be to God forever. Amen.